I'm going to say, he has risen, and you say, he has risen indeed. He has risen. He has risen indeed. Uh, yeah. That's like, he is risen, and matter of fact, if you didn't hear me, he, he's risen for sure, for, for real. Uh, and because he has risen, because Jesus is alive, that means we have hope. Right? We have hope. We have hope. Today is not just a celebration of what happened a long time ago. If it was just a historical thing, I'd be, uh, well, not nearly as stoked as I am, you know? I, I mean, there's some cool things that have happened in history that we can go, wow, that, that's pretty awesome. But today is not just about what happened in history. It's about what happened then that affects me today. Right? I, I mean, there's no other thing ever in history that has done what the resurrection of Jesus Christ has done. Matter of fact... Um, Today, such a cool picture of, of uh, Jesus' death, burial, resurrection. Did you know between the two services, we have eight or nine baptisms today? Is that not awesome? So, so first service, we have a couple, but here's the thing. I want you to be thinking, as we trek through I've shortened the message a lot, so it's okay. That way we don't have, not, I don't want you to like go, man, the Holy Spirit worked, and then you get in the parking lot and lose it all, all right? Don't want, <laughs> so I'm going to get you out of here in time, all right, uh, for second service coming in. But, um, but, but as we trek through this, um, I, I want you to just, if you've never been baptized, and you may not have planned on it today. Today may be your day. Just think about it. All right? Because he is alive. And he makes us alive. Amen? <laughs> I look around this room. And I was doing this the other night at the Good Friday service. And I just started crying as I looked around the room. And I remembered your stories. The stories that are in this room of those that were dead and are now alive is amazing. It is amazing. Do you realize you are the walking proof of a resurrected Jesus? Have you ever thought about that? You are the walking proof. Did it really happen? Yep. Look at me. I was a dead punk. Come on. Anybody else? Come on. Own your story. Come on. You may not have thought you were a punk. The person next to you know you were. Hold their hand up. All right? And he has made you alive. Right? Alive. 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 Ah, so, so good. Um, you know, years ago, 
uh, Time magazine actually uh, did an entire magazine on, and here was the, the, the whole thing. Um, the 100 most influential people of all times. In all of human recorded history, who is the most influential person of all times? And you'll see Einstein, Lincoln, Mother Teresa. I, I mean, you see all of these different people. And if you open the magazine up, it starts with 100 and works its way through the magazine, the 99th most influential the 98th most influential, the 70th, the 50th, every person, a hundred different people that, that would influence the planet. And it's interesting, the first time I looked at this, I was like, I wonder where Jesus, surely Jesus is in the top 100. Surely he's somewhere in the top 100. And I remember just thumbing through it, and, and, and I get to the top 20, and I still haven't seen Jesus. And it's 19, 18. Then I get to the top 10 and Jesus isn't. And I'm like, surely Jesus is in the top 10. <laughs> and guess what? Even Time Magazine got it right. The most, come on. The most influential person in all of human history is the name above every other name. The name above every other name. Isn't that amazing? The thing that's amazing about that is this guy <laughs> grew up very poor in a nothing little mean a town. <laughs> I love it. He grew up in just a little nothing town. He never traveled more than a hundred miles from his home. This man didn't ever go to college. He never held any important titles or prominent positions in the community. He spent most of his life doing physical manual labor. He did. 30 years, most believe, just helping his dad doing carpentry. To my knowledge, he never had a YouTube channel. He didn't have thousands of Instagram followers or Facebook friends. This may come as a shock. I don't think he ever had a podcast. You know? All of those things that would potentially influence. He didn't hold any of those things. He didn't have any of those things. He gave his life serving others and at 33 years old 
He was put through a trial that was nothing more than a mockery. He took on 39 lashes and that the historian Josephus says that he was beaten until he was unrecognizable as a human being. He was sentenced to death. And the only thing he did that was wrong in the eyes of the culture was he would not deny who he was. He was not killed for what he did. He was killed for saying, I, I am the son of God. That's who I am. He was betrayed. He was nailed to a cross. Suffered as his friends abandoned him. Suffered as he watched his mom weep as she saw her son dying. He took his last breath saying, it is finished. My purpose is done. The plan is finished. He was placed in a borrowed tomb and hope was lost. His followers were like, what just happened? What just happened? This is not the plan. This is not what I thought it was going to be. What are we supposed to do now? I don't know. I'm lost. We didn't even get to bury him properly. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb. Taking the spices they had what? Prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in and they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there, what were they? Puzzled. Two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified, and they bowed their face to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive. He isn't here. He has risen from the dead. And in one translation it says, just as he told you. He's risen from the dead. Don't be looking for a dead body. Because <laughs> he's not dead. He's alive. He is alive. James Allen Francis, uh, I'm just going to show you a piece of something that he wrote that I think is so 
good. He says it like this. Since that day, 19 centuries have come and gone. Jesus is still the central figure of all history. All the armies that have ever marched, all the navies that have ever set sail, all the kings that have ever reigned has not affected man on this earth like this. Everybody say it with me. One solitary life. Amen? Hmm. When Jesus came out of the grave, it changed everything. Look at somebody and say, it changed everything. It changed everything. And if he didn't come out of the grave, his life changed nothing. Come on. You're like, yeah, but he was a good guy. He taught some good things. <laughs> yeah. But how many good teachers are liars? He wasn't even a good teacher if he didn't come out of the grave. <laughs> Am I right? You know? This thing of the resurrection, I think, is bigger than we even understand. I know it's bigger than I understand. He broke the grave. He broke it. He broke it. Up until that point, you put somebody in the ground, they stay there. Right? He broke everything that they would know about a grave, about a tomb. And when he came out of that tomb and he broke the grave, he canceled some things. Y'all know that? He canceled some things. And, and, and I don't know if you realize that we live in a world that's experienced a lot of cancellations. Right? And, and, and we live in a world that needs to know there's hope. There is victory. You know, I, I was thinking about this. Matter of fact, for a couple of years, starting in, in 2020, for a couple of years, I, I think kind of probably the word of the year for 2020 was canceled. Right? It was kind of the word. I got so sick of hearing about things being canceled. Anybody else? You're like, it's canceled. It's canceled. That rolled on for a couple of years. You just heard over and over and over. Meetings got what? They got canceled. Some people's jobs got canceled, right? They did. I, I, I mean, you think about it. Anybody's vacation get canceled? Oh, yeah? Yeah, you had plans? They got canceled, right? I, I, I mean, think about it. We... We experienced a lot of that walking with people that, you know what, there were, there were some weddings that kind of got canceled the way they wanted them to happen, right? They had to shift gears and do things differently. They really did. It, it was crazy. So many things got canceled. And with those things, stock market canceled, <laughs> you know. 
jobs canceled, security canceled. It built all of this anxiety of what's next, what's going to happen. And for a lot of people, you look at the stats, we are right now today starting to see the weight of what isolation does to people. Through mental health and all of, I mean, it is, it's staggering. I mean, things like hugs got canceled. Did y'all know hugs got canceled? First time in my life I'd have to ask somebody, can I hug you? I like hugs. You know? And often they'd be like, no. You're probably one of those guys, you know? Right? <laughs> Hugs got canceled. You know what broke my heart more than anything? Smiles got canceled. You ever thought about that? Even smiles got canceled. I can't tell if you're mad or sad, right? I mean, it's kind of crazy. So many things got canceled. Um, and hope with it really got broken in a lot of ways. It really, really did. But how many of you know, I want you to think back in history, there are some things in history that have been canceled or done away with that were probably a good thing. Come on, right? I I mean, let's go back a little bit. I, I, I mean, things like putting people in a coliseum with a bunch of lions and then laughing as they were devoured. How many of you glad that got canceled for the most part? We, we hope. There are places in the world that believers still face much of those types of things. You know? Um, I think about this. One of those good things that kind of got canceled. I, I thought of it this morning or I'd have the slide. Because it's one of the funniest to me. Uh, Have you ever looked at some of the old advertising in America? I don't know if you realize it, but it's a good thing some of that stuff got canceled. It really is. Matter of fact, the one that's my favorite, it shows this doctor with a Marlboro, with a stethoscope in his white coat, and the caption is, nine out of ten doctors prefer Marlboros. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> How many of you know when they figured it out, canceled? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Kind of got, got canceled. That's just funny to me. It really is. Uh, and, and, and there's some things growing up that kind of you would never do today. Some of the things we did growing up. Right? Right? Like, like my mom and dad, greatest people on the planet, we would quite often on Saturday morning, all of us pile, six of us, pile in the cab of his 51 Ford pickup. Now, if you know a Ford pickup 51, it's like half the size of a regular size pickup. You know, little bitty single bench seat, and, and there would be four on the seat. And my brother and I, standing at the dash, a metal dash, 
and there were these little bitty grooves that were the defrost. And we would get in there, my brother and I standing up in the floorboard and the windshield's right here because the dash is that long, right? And I'm holding that vent and we would go to my grandma's in Oklahoma. And I would, yeah, and when I got there, it was like this rite of passage that when I got there, my brother and I would compare the marks in our fingers from that little metal vent, right? I don't know if you realize that that's been canceled, right? <laughs> uh, you know, I think, I, I think about uh, some friends of mine uh, at CMA been going through a bunch of old pictures. And I don't know if you realize, but it's, it's probably a good thing some styles have been canceled. Some of you have seen some of these. I'm going to show you a couple. Um, but uh, is that not awesome? <laughs> that was Susan and I's engagement picture. You know? Isn't that great? Isn't that hair? Isn't that awesome? You know? Any, any lady in the room, you had the big old tidal wave hair? Come on. Own it. Come on. You had the big 80s hair. Come on. Some of you are lying. You're not even going to raise your... Yeah. I don't know if you know, but that's been canceled, right? <laughs> oh, look at that. Uh, yeah, yeah, the part down the... John Travolta or something, I don't know. All right, that's been canceled. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if you realize it, but uh, for, for about... 30 years or, or more, uh, mullets were canceled. <laughs> Joe Dirt got nothing on me, man. That's like, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, that's right. And it was pretty short then. Some of you knew me when it was really long, you know? That's right. But hey, praise the Lord, it's coming back. So y'all get ready. No, no, no. <laughs> You're like, Lord, help us, you know. Uh, anybody in the room ever wore parachute pants? Oh, come on. They've been canceled, y'all. All right. Parachute pants, no, no. How about a waterbed? Anybody ever have a, you had a waterbed? How many of you still sleep on a waterbed? Don't raise your hand. Amen. <laughs> they were canceled, y'all. <laughs> Probably a good thing. You know, some things being canceled are difficult. Other things being canceled are really good. We can laugh at it. We really can. You know, when Jesus came out of the grave, he canceled some things that were really good to get rid of. Really good to get rid of. Matter of fact, it says this in... Colossians, it says, for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. We're going to see that picture in just a little bit. And with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised who? Christ from the dead. Huh. 
You are dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away when God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave some of your sins. No, that's right. All your sins. Next one. I don't know why we're having trouble here. All right. Next one. You may have to help me, Josh. He what? Everybody say, he canceled. Oh, say it like you mean it. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it. Everybody say, nailing it. To the cross. By nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed spiritual rulers and authorities, the enemy. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. He, uh oh, I should have backed up. Sorry. Back me up there, Josh. I'm not sure why it's not working, but we'll get there. All right. He canceled the payment. He canceled it. He canceled it. Um, it's interesting to me that it says that he canceled our payment. Our payment. When he came out of the grave, he canceled my debt. It says he nailed it to the... I find this interesting. You may not know this. But in Jesus' day, it was very common... It was a common practice for bankers that when someone's debt was paid in full, when it was paid in full, the bill was paid, the debt was paid, you didn't owe them anymore. They would take that debt, and today we kind of stamp it. You know what they would do? They would take that payment or that debt register where it was recorded all that you owed, and they would take it, and they would literally put it on a post or on the gate of the city, and they would drive a nail through the debt saying, it's canceled. It's paid in full. You don't owe any more. When Jesus, that's why, if you read it with that in mind, when Jesus was nailed, not strapped to a cross, he was nailed to the cross, the nails signified paid in full. Your debt, the debt I couldn't pay, the debt that was so much bigger than me, the debt... <laughs> That has hell connected to it. He paid in full. He paid it in full. Hmm. I want you to read 1 Corinthians with me. Actually write that down. He canceled the power of guilt and shame. He canceled the power of guilt and and shame. He nailed it to a cross. He took your bill, my bill, 
and nailed it to the cross. The scripture says, and if Christ has not been raised, if he didn't come out of the grave, then your faith is what? It's useless. And you are still what? Guilty of our sins. See, he paid for it on a cross, but he overcame it by coming out of the grave. Isn't that good? Go ahead. Give him praise if you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. But so often we try to work on our debt all by ourselves. We think, if I just work hard enough, I'll pay this debt off. Right? And, and so often we handle our debt or our shame or our sin we handle it in different kinds of ways. One way we do it is we sometimes just rationalize it. We just rationalize it. Well, my debt is not nearly as big as that guy's debt. My sin's not nearly as big as those evil people out there somewhere. Come on, right? So we just, we just rationalize it. It's not that big a deal. Or we justify it. In our culture, the way we justify our guilt, our sin, our shame, is, is we say, well, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be this way. If it wasn't for my parents, I wouldn't be this way. I'm just like my dad, so deal with it. If it wasn't for my spouse... If it wasn't for that woman you gave me, Lord, right? It started out that way, you know? If it wasn't for her, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be this way. It's their fault. If I wasn't in this situation, I wouldn't be this way. Come on. We justify it. We justify it. And then it's real common in our culture today, we just deny it even exists. We're just going to make up our own truth and that's going to be good enough. And we'll just kind of blow it off. Hmm. See, the problem with a debt is a debt has weight to it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It has weight to it. I, I mean, it does. You feel the weight of that debt. And, and so often, when we're dealing with debt, one way we deal with debt is we just escape from it, right? We just veg, we just scroll for hours, we binge watch, I don't want to deal with the debt, don't want to deal with the problem, so we just keep scrolling, or we just take enough pills, we don't care anymore, we drink enough, we don't care anymore, we just numb it. But here's the problem. You can scroll all you want. You can numb it all you want. You can check out all you want. But how many of you ever had a bill that when you woke up, it was still laying on the table? It didn't go away. And our debt doesn't magically just disappear. The weight of our sin was heavy. It was heavy. It was a debt that must be paid. But through Jesus' resurrection, 
He canceled my debt. How about you? He canceled my debt. I mean, that is amazing. And you're going to see today, you'll see a couple in this service, but you're going to see some, and you're going to go, wow, their debt was big. Their debt was small. Nope. We all got the same debt. It's all equal debt. Doesn't matter if it's a kid or an addict. Same debt. Come on. Same debt that must be paid. But he canceled my debt. And then write, write this down. Jesus canceled the power and the fear of death. He canceled it when he came out of the grave. He canceled it. I just have a standing thing with the funeral homes in Mina have for years. That if they need, if there's a family that needs a minister for a funeral, call me if they don't have somebody and they want somebody. And, and so over the last 30 years, um, I have done hundreds, hundreds of funerals of people I didn't know. And that's always a challenge when you don't know the person. But can I tell you, I can walk in to a funeral home with a family and in two seconds know if they were believers or not. Two seconds. It is night and day different. Matter of fact, one of the saddest things I've ever experienced in my life was not the death of friends or loved ones. One of the saddest things I've ever experienced was I drove way out in the country one day for a graveside. And I get there, and there's a handful of people that have literally hand dug a grave. And I get out of the car, and it was like grief and loss and heaviness and hopelessness. There was nothing I could say. Because for them, not one person in the place had ever experienced the hope that's found in Jesus. It was the most tragic, heartbreaking, and I didn't even know the lady. Because it was hopeless. I read scripture, I prayed, but all they could see was hopelessness. And then I've walked in to the family that had just lost a teenager. Tragic loss. But the family, they're mourning, they're hurting, but there was so much hope. There was so much life. There was so much Deep down, knowing, I don't get it, but God's got this. 
He is my hope. He is my hope. Hmm. Matter of fact, 1 Corinthians says it like this. Oh, death, where's your victory? Oh, death, where's your sting? I, I love this scripture in the, in the message. Um, it says, then the saying will come true. This is Paul talking. Death swallowed by triumphant life. Who got the last word? Oh, death. Hey, death. Who is afraid of you now? Literally, literally, Paul is mocking death. He's saying because of what Jesus did, because of what Jesus did, who's got the last word? Come on, who's got the last word? It's Jesus. It's not just Jesus. It's a resurrected Jesus. Who got the last word? Resurrected, Resurrected Jesus. <laughs> He's like, hey, death, who's got the last word? Oh, by the way, who's afraid of you now? Because my Jesus, he overcame you. He came out of the grave proving <laughs> death, you don't have near the power you think you got. Grave, you don't have near the power you think you got. He is literally mocking. And because of that, you may want to write this down. Jesus canceled hopelessness. There is hope. There is hope. And the hope is found in a, everybody say it, resurrected Jesus. That's where hope is found. Because he came out of the grave, fear canceled, death canceled, my failure canceled, come on, come on, my death canceled. When this body lays down, y'all have a party, because guess what, I'm not dead. I'm more alive and more goofy than ever because I'm not held back anymore. I don't care what you think then, you know? Come on, right? <laughs> My grave canceled. <laughs> the hell I deserve canceled. All my junk, all my sin, all the payment for all of the thoughts that you don't have a clue goes through my mind. Nailed to a post and says canceled. Canceled. But all that Jesus did, 
is worthless to you personally until you accept the payment for your debt. It's still good news, but not for you until you accept it. The gift that he desires to give you to pay off your debt of hell and the grave, of your shame, your sin, you got to accept it. But you got to say, I want that, Jesus. I recognize you paid for it, now I, I want it. I want it. And I want it enough to start walking a different way. See, that's what repentance is. Big churchy word. But all it means is I've been walking my way and I'm in charge. But to repent means I turn 180 degrees and I start walking his way and now he's in charge. He paid for it. Come on. He paid for it. So uh, now he's the boss, not me. He's the boss, not me. And, and you know what? Him, him wiping away the debt of sin happens in an instant. But here's what I know. Giving him your life and repenting and turning to Him is a walk with Him that the prayer of surrender is only the first step. The prayer of repentance, because how many of you know, then He's going to work out salvation in you. Isn't that what His Word says? It's a process. Of surrendering. Anybody had to surrender to him more than once? Now, salvation happened. It's real. Right? But there's sometimes I just want to be boss again. Come on. And then I have to repent. Because guess what? The beauty is he paid for that one too. He paid for that one. Hmm. The only way that he can cancel hopelessness and give you new life is if you say, I'm screwed up and I know it. I'm a sinner. I got a debt. I've been carrying it for a long time. And I need you to take it because I know you paid for it.